live from America. We're listening to the Hip Hop Patriots. Jeremy Harrell. You are locked and loaded on Live from America with Jeremy Harrell. I love you all and I thank you for this opportunity to talk to you. I love hearing your stories. America is far from dead. America is alive. America is here. Even the Democrats are waking up to the dead-end, destructive policies of Joe Biden. The deepest level of worship is praising God through the pain. That, ladies and gentlemen, is a stand-up, God-fearing, God-loving thing to do. What a great thing. I love you guys. Remember, there are right ways and wrong ways, but there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high. Welcome to Live from America, everybody. God bless you, and thank you for joining in. My friends, no matter what title you all, my colleagues, have bestowed upon me, speaker, leader, whip, there is no greater official honor for me than to stand on this floor and to speak for the people of San Francisco. This I will continue to do as a member of the House, speaking for the people of San Francisco, serving the great state of California, and defending our Constitution. And with great confidence in our caucus, I will not seek re-election to Democratic leadership in the next Congress. For me, the hours come for a new generation to lead the Democratic caucus that I so deeply respect. I don't think you respect much of anything, Nancy Pelosi. But I've got to say, out of all the good news that we have received this week, ladies and gentlemen, have we not received good news this week? Does that not call for a little bit of celebration? I think it does. Let's go ahead. Let's cue that. Let's cue that celebration. Let the joyous news be spread. The wicked old witch at last is dead. Come on, you know it. Ding dong, the witch is dead. The witch is dead. The wicked old witch. Ding dong, the wicked witch is dead. Ding dong, here we go. Bye bye, I, Nancy Blow. Get home with your husband's head. like one of my favorite parts. Come on. <laughs> you gotta love it. Come on. As mayor of the Munchkin City, <laughs> in the county of the land of Oz, I welcome you most regally, but we've got to Oh, that's the first thing I thought of today when we received the news. Ding dong, the witch is gone. Everybody who wants to drink to that, lift up your cups. Let's have a drink to that, huh? <laughs> My favorite part of that, the next scene, was like when, they, when the other guy comes up and he's like, as Corridor Rival, I thoroughly examined her. <laughs> I am having the greatest week. 
Ladies and gentlemen, you're locked and loaded right here on LFA TV Live from America. Oh, my Lanta, I am. You're ever so humbled, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, broadcasting as always from the live free or die granite state of New Hampshire, and it is a blessing and an honor to do this show for you, especially when we're riding on high. Look at this week. I don't even know if I can handle any more good news. I mean, I can, but you're going to do so much winning, so much winning. You're going to say, Mr. President, stop all the winning. I'm going to say, no, we got to keep winning. We've got it because if you look at it, if you talk about it, you got to keep winning. And we've got to keep winning. We've got to. <laughs> Jeremy, you're making me want to watch that movie again. We watch it every year during, uh, during the Christmas season. So everybody's having a beer. It's 5 o'clock somewhere. It's great. It's nice. Grab a glass of wine. Enjoy the night because ding dong, the wicked witch is gone. Amen? All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to get into... Um, by the way, we have got an absolutely amazing show. This may turn out to be the best show of the year, at least year to date. At least year to date, this may end up being the best show of the year because I told you that as soon as we took this house, that it was going to be on like Donkey Kong for the next two years. And I didn't even expect what I'm about to show you tonight. I didn't even expect us to be let off the chain this early, this quick. But ladies and gentlemen, it's happening, and it's happening at an alarming rate. So if you have to, please invite in all of the people that hate Donald Trump. That's what I want tonight. I don't want you to call them trolls. I want them to come in. I want them to see our happiness. I want them to see our joy. I want them to see our laughter. All right? Everybody, please, ladies and gentlemen, please, please, please share this with your liberal friends and your Trump haters. Okay? Uh, this show is going to be for them tonight as we enjoy a little bit of winning. I want to go right now, if I can, to the uh, people who donate online. The bread and, blo- the bread and butter, the lifeblood of Live from America. And I want to thank Ronald Trader. I want to thank, and that's not T-R-A-I-T-O-R, that's T-R-A-D-E-R, like he trades, not trader. Uh, Karen Geringer, thank you very much. Diane Jones, God bless you very much. Thank you for your monthly donation. Mary D'Agostino, who literally buys everything on our store as well. Thank you for your monthly donation. Kelly Roberts, God bless you. Robin Sharp, thank you so very much. Donna Gideon, God bless you and thank you. Carol Kenyon, thank you. Tammy Eckstein, thank you very much. Deborah L. Beck, Carrie Chambers, God bless you both and thank you. Mark Wondolowski, God bless you. Matthew Manor, Debbie Meath, Jessica Shack, Melissa Short, thank you all very much. I want to try to get as many of you in as possible because I know I talk about the sponsors all the time, but you guys are the ones that actually make the show go round. Shania, uh, Shania Dickens, uh, Dixon, sorry. Jennifer Warren, Deborah Cornell, thank you. Levi Fisher, Darla Johnson, Angela Barnett, God bless you and thank you. Amy Elias, Mary Maples, I love that last name. Lisa Miller, thank you. Uh, John Ciafaldi, thank you very much. Linda Sanchez and Ashley Owens, God bless you and thank you all so very much. And for those donating on the Rumble rants as well, ladies and gentlemen, as you know, we bring up the Rumble chat now. And you can also see not only the Rumble chats, but you can see the Rumble rants coming in. There they are right there. God bless you and thank you for that $1 train. Melissa Steffi, thank you so much. Miss Brink, God bless you. She said, celebrating the witch is dead. Woohoo. And she says, I'm going to throw a $1 at Nancy because that's all she's worth, says Melissa Steffi. And the Wicked Rich rant. Uh, Eagle Fight, thank you so very much as you guys check out your chat there. Uh, 
Carrie Lake just popped on YouTube to say Arizona, we're still, hold on, hold on, hold on. Arizona, we're still in the fight. Oh, yeah, we're going to be talking a little bit about Carrie Lake tonight. Actually, a lot about it. So thank you all very much for sticking with us through this fight every single day, everything, every single night. Thank you for being warriors. Thank you for being just, you know, loyal and dedicated, not to me, not even to the United States so much, but to God. Because everything else, if you're loyal to God, then everything else just comes with it by default, right? And I, like I said this morning, I don't think we take enough time to actually celebrate our wins, to celebrate. And I'm not saying like rub it in. You know, I'm not saying to be like that. I think we did that after Trump won in 2016. I'm, I'm saying more along the lines of, um, you know, just smiling and thanking God for the things that he's done. I mean, this week alone, he's given us so much good this week that you could have stuffed this into a month and we would have been happy. Dang, he stopped reading before my last post about your wife, Scotty. Victoria, I'm sorry. I got a nice, I got a great uh, letter from Vicki Schaefer. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, it's just really great to have you all here every day. And I know it's hard. And I want to just smile and I want to celebrate everything that we've won this week. And we're going to pray for that when we get into the Lord here. I'd also like to thank Amanda Collins. By the way, Amanda Collins makes these great things that she sends us all the time. And we're going to order like 50 or 100 of them and have a limited edition for them for Christmas on the store. So thank you very much for the chocolates and the Thanksgiving card. Vicki Schaefer, she sent a wonderful, beautiful letter, ladies and gentlemen. Not only that, thanking all of you. Thanking all of you. Joy, joy, joy shirt. Joe Bo, have we still not sent Joe Bo a shirt? Is that seriously still not happened, Eli? If that's the case, write his name down and send him like 20 shirts. Because that's ridiculous that we haven't gotten him a shirt yet if that's the case. I cannot believe that. Anyway, uh, Vicki Schaefer, she wanted me to thank all the LFA family and, and, and all the people in Discord as well. And all the people in Discord as well. Um, uh, Linda Wardwell, uh, Wardwell, thank you for the kids' Bibles, two and up. And Sean and Knight, thank you for the donation. Let's get into the Lord, ladies and gentlemen. November 17th. Eli, keep up on that chat and see if uh, Joe Bo has not got his shirt yet. November 17th, give me your sadness and your problems. Sorrow shared with me is permeated with brilliant sparkles of joy. Speaking of joy, like numerous, oh, he got it, okay. Like numerous Christmas lights glittering in the darkness, I am your devoted friend and also your king of kings. Accomplishing my divine transformation in you. And I've got to tell you this. Whose birthday is it? Happy birthday, Jennifer. Okay, uh, we'll get to that. i got to tell you this. God has transformed this LFA family so much over the last two years. So much. And by the way, I reached out to Patriot Donnie today. Patriot Donnie's fine. He's great. He said, my problem's not with you, brother. My problem's with somebody. There were some people in the chat saying that the, uh, the uh, COVID tax relief thing is a scam. And he said, I was defending that. So I told you, we're all family here, whether we watch the show uh, religiously or not. Isaiah 61, 1 through 3. He has sent me to bind up brokenhearted and provide for those who grieve in Zion to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, and the garment of praise instead of the spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord, for the display of his splendor. And from Matthew 19, 26, Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is possible, but with God, all things are possible. And before you turn out the light tonight, give me your broken dreams and I will not only heal your brokenness, but I'll also supply you with a better dream. 
I mean, who wouldn't want a better dream? Amen. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, man, we are having a great week this week. Please share the video. Um, Please rumble the video. Like the video, folks. We got to get up to 3,000 now. 2,000 is not enough anymore. Now we need the 3,000. We have the people here to do it. It's just a matter of do they have rumble accounts or not. Now, remember, you can only do it once. Don't do it a bunch of times. Just do it once and bounce. If it's lit up, you're good. All right? Um, all right, ladies and gentlemen, let's, uh, let's have our first, uh, oh, no, Lord's Prayer. How can we forget the Lord's Prayer? Come on, Jeremy. Lord's Prayer, ladies and gentlemen, let's lift it up to God right now. All of you, here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And if I could give, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Toy says, come on, Jeremy. Come on, man. If I could, uh, if I could just give Nancy and Paul Pelosi a little, bit, a little bit of advice other than stay away from hammers and gay sex um, in uh, bars with... Um, uh, non-Trump supporters. Uh, you know, if you want to have gay sex with a Trump supporter, that's a little bit better, I guess. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, don't go too far, Nancy and, and uh, Paul. Don't go too far, okay? I know you're not uh, seeking re-election as a majority leader, but don't go too far in general because we're going to have some questions, okay? We're going to have some questions. All right. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jennifer and race mom. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday. God bless you. Lift up your cups. Let's have our first slurp of the day. Going to be the best show of the year. You ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Has anybody gotten real money back? It sounds like a scam to me. I don't trust anyone anymore. Yes, people have gotten real money back. Yes, they have. You can ask people in the LFA family. Definitely not a scam. Um... (laughs) I would not bring you a scam. Trust me. I would never, ever do that. Come on. All right, ladies and gentlemen, James Comer, Representative James Comer is going to be the biggest nightmare for the Biden administration. He will be the single biggest nightmare for the Biden administration as James Comer and the rest of the House have literally unveiled massive investigations into Joe Biden and the Biden crime family. A lot of it... Excuse me, a lot of it coming from the Hunter Biden laptop, obviously, but Tony Bobolinsky's testimony as well, and much more. And the allegations that they are uh, alleging uh, of the Biden crime family are, ladies and gentlemen, nothing shy of, if not for sure, treason, okay? I mean, we're talking human trafficking and everything. This is no joke. This is, come on, guys. Come on, it's not a joke. It's not a joke, man. Come on, we're going to cure cancer. We're the, there's nothing we can't do. Says Joe Biden. Well, Joe Biden, you better uh, you better go hightailing it too with Nancy Pelosi. You better get on that same bus. Ladies and gentlemen, Representative James Comer, today, like I told you, he was going to come out like a pit bull. Well, he came out even more than I thought he was going to. Check this out. As such, this investigation will be a top priority. We are releasing a report today that details what we have uncovered. We are also sending letters to the Biden administration officials and Biden family associates renewing our request for voluntary production of documents relevant to this investigation. This is an investigation of Joe Biden, the president of the United States, and why he lied to the American people about his knowledge and participation in his family's international business schemes. 
National security interests require the committee conduct investigation and we will pursue all avenues, avenues that have long been ignored. Committee Republicans have uncovered evidence of federal crimes committed by and to the benefit of members of the president's family. These include conspiracy or defrauding the United States, wire fraud, conspiracy to commit wire fraud, violation of the Foreign Agents Registration Act, violations of the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, violations of the Trafficking Victims Protection Act, tax evasion, money laundering, and conspiracy to commit money laundering. The Biden family's business dealings implicate a wide range of criminality from human trafficking to potential violations of the Constitution. In the 118th Congress, this committee will evaluate the status of Joe Biden's relationship with his family's foreign partners and whether he is a president who is compromised or swayed by foreign dollars and influence. I want to be clear. This is an investigation of Joe Biden, and that's where the committee will focus in this next Congress. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and there you go. You're talking human trafficking, defrauding the United States of America, embezzlement, taking money from countries for favors. I mean, we're talking, that is treason, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I don't know as if he'd actually be charged for treason or tried for treason or whatever. And I don't expect this to go really anywhere until at least 2024. But we need at least two years to do the investigation. And not only that, drag them through that same swamp that they drug President Trump through for the last six years. It is time, ladies and gentlemen. It is time. Now, I want you to hold on real quick. I want you to hold on real quick. Okay, this is very important that we get this up on the chat. Can we get this up on the chat real quick? Let's do this. I want you guys to notice something that just happened. All right? Patriot Donnie is in here. Look at this. Not only did he just donate $500 to LFA and the cause, he says this is out of the $26,000 that he got from the tax code or the, uh, the emergency uh, tax relief. Love you, brother. We're fighting on different fronts. We're fighting on different fronts. Listen to Jeremy, guys. Okay? That's Patriot Donnie, ladies and gentlemen. And, and you, know what, you want to know what, Donnie? Uh, D- Donnie, whether you donated no dollars or whether you de- donated 500, I want you to know something. We love you. We know that we're all fighting on the same battlefield, but we're all in different areas of that battlefield. And I want to tell you something else too, brother. Just like I've told you in private, you know, anytime you need any help from us, whether it be monetarily, physically, or anything else, we're here for you. And thank you for validating the emergency relief COVID funding. I appreciate that, brother. I really do. Because there are people out there that just are so skittish because of the world. And I get it. But I want you to know that I would never, ever, ever, ever bring something to be harmful towards you. Ever. Ever. And if I did, then I would do everything in my power to right that wrong. If I ever made that mistake. And somebody else said earlier, Jeremy's not always right. Jeremy, you are right on that. Jeremy's not always right on his opinions. But I will tell you one thing I am always right on, and that's the news, the facts. When I start giving opinions is where sometimes I can be wrong, obviously. But I will never, ever be wrong on the facts. And, and in the very few times that I have been, I've apologized for that too. So ladies and gentlemen, they are going after Joe Biden, and they are going after Joe Biden hard. And I'm telling you what too, those charges that the, uh, that the House Republicans and James Comer literally just laid out are charges that are very, very bad. And when we're able to, when we have a DOJ that's going to do something, and hopefully we have even district attorneys that would do something. We don't need the DOJ. We don't need the DOJ to put these people in prison right now. 
We just need a district attorney to bring charges up on them. And then we need people, our peers of the United States of, the, of America to, uh, to, 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 to get together and form a grand jury and get an indictment out on these people so they can be arrested. Okay? All right? Now, Kevin McCoward told you before he was nominated by 188, which isn't enough to become speaker, by the way, that he, that he had no intention on impeaching Biden. I have a feeling, ladies and gentlemen, and from the people that myself and Mike Crispy talked to, that one of the deals that Kevin McCoward is going to cut or has cut to actually become Speaker of the House, because like I told you, he's a doormat and a pushover, and he just wants the title, he doesn't care about the power, is that he probably will go along with impeaching Biden. That means when we take the Senate in two years, we've just got to pass it through there, and then Donald Trump will sign it when he becomes president. We'll impeach these people, and then we will put them in prison where they belong. I'm going to tell you another thing that I hear, too. I'm going to tell you another thing that I hear, too. Donald Trump, is, he, he's going to be a lot more presidential. He's going to be a lot more matter-of-fact, but he's still going to be Trump, and he's not playing games when it comes to draining the swamp this time around. Just another thing we hear, too. He's not playing games when it comes to draining the swamp. He wanted to do it in eight years, and he always expected that, that his uh, second four years would be when he did what he had to do, like the, because you'd be in jail line. Everybody goes, why didn't Trump put her in jail? He, had, he didn't even have two years to be president before COVID hit, and then what was he supposed to do? Think about it, ladies and gentlemen. Think about it. All right, let's move on. Uh, Biden responded. Biden absolutely responded to this, and let me tell you, ladies and gentlemen, it was a very, very, very skittish and scared, and please don't do this. We need to move on. The American people want to move on. They don't want to do this. Yeah, you know what's happening, ladies and gentlemen. By the way, Kevin McCarthy's not speaker. Andy Biggs still wants to be speaker, and other people could be too. I'm just saying that's the, that's the uh, talk behind the closed doors. Here's Joe Biden responding to the House. What's your message to Republicans who are considering investigating your family and particularly your son Hunter's business dealings? Lots of luck in your senior years, my coach used to say. Shut Look, up, um, moron. I think the American public wants to move on and get things done for them. And, uh, you know, I heard that there were uh, it was reported, whether it's accurate or not, I'm not sure, but it was reported many times that Republicans were saying and the former president said, how many times are you going to impeach Biden? You know, impeachment proceeding against Biden. I mean, I think, the, I think the American people will look at all of that for what it is. It's just I'm almost comedy. I mean. There you go. He says it's almost comedy. I think the American people see it for what it is. It's almost comedy. Yeah, yeah, that's real funny. It's real funny that your son is a crackhead and actually raped people and put it on his computer and had sex with people underage and human traffic people. That's real funny. It's real funny that you used your crackhead son as your proxy to be able to go over there to Ukraine and become the, uh, the leader of gas companies so that you could literally funnel money and launder money through Ukraine by putting Poroshenko in charge back in 2014, which ultimately led to uh, Vladimir Zelensky being in charge now. Yeah, that's real funny. It's real funny when you sell us out to China and you don't call China our biggest enemy, but you call Russia our biggest enemy, even though Russia's doing nothing but trying to live their life and live their uh, side of the world. Uh, but no, you don't call China our enemy and you're going to let them invade Taiwan. Yeah, that's real funny. Well, we got some funny news for you too, funny guy. We got some funny news to, for you too, uh, you clown. And we're coming after all of you. I think our bear people are just going to think that's just, a, uh, that's, just, that's just a joke. Okay, yeah, that's a joke. I didn't know anything about my son's foreign business deals, he said. Yeah, okay. I got a little montage here for you. Check it out. 
His son, Hunter, joining the then vice president on the official visit to Beijing. Unknown to the press back then, Hunter Biden was forming a Chinese private equity fund, planning to raise money, including from Chinese investors. Ten days after the Biden's trip, Shanghai authorities issued the fund's business license. Then Vice President Joe Biden at dinner with his son Hunter, along with Hunter's business associates from Ukraine, Russia and Kazakhstan. And the day after the dinner, a Burisma executive sent a note to Hunter, quoting, Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving an opportunity to meet your father and spend some time together. Hunter's lucrative business dealings often included giving as much as 50 percent of his earnings to his dad. The text read, quote, I hope you all can do what I did and pay for everything for this entire family for 30 years. It's really hard, but don't worry. Unlike Pop, I won't make you give me half your salary. And uh, Hunter introduced me as uh, this is Tony Dad, uh, the individual I told you about that's helping us with the business that we're working on and the Chinese. The email reads this way, quote, at the moment, there's a provisional agreement that the equity will be distributed as follows. 10 held by Hunter for the big guy. I 1,000% sit here and know that the big guy is referencing Joe Biden. I met with the former vice president in person multiple times. A newly revealed text message shows Bobolinsky was apparently warned by business partner James Gillier, don't mention Joe being involved. It's only when you are face to face. I know you know that, but they are paranoid. Chinese executives admitted to reporters that they were actually introduced to the vice president by Hunter Biden. Hunter and the then vice president seen with a pair of Mexican billionaires. At the same time, Hunter had been working on energy deals in Mexico. Joe Biden also had Hunter and his business partner fly on Air Force Two to Mexico. The president agreed to pay Hunter Biden's legal fees for his business dealings with a Chinese-controlled company. Hunter's assistant reportedly telling a pair of Biden aides, quote, I I spoke with Hunter today regarding his bills. It is my understanding that Hunt's dad will cover these bills in the short term. There is photographic evidence of Biden on a golf outing with both his son Hunter and a man called Devin Archer, who was another member of the Burisma board. We also know that Devin Archer in that picture had a meeting in the White House, one-on-one -on -one meeting. I know you guys all know this, but for the people who don't, we're playing this montage, so bear with us. Closest business partner, Hunter, has made at least 19 visits to the White House and other official locations, including a sit-down with then-Vice President Joe Biden in the West Wing. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen, and I really, really couldn't wait to show you guys that because that right there is just a sliver of what this House um, Intel agency is going to be, uh, what they're going to be doing, uh, or committee, I should say, not agency, uh, what they're going to be, what they're going to be uh, investigating. But I'm going to tell you this, when they tell you that they have serious evidence of human trafficking and all the things that we just talked about and everything that uh, James Comer t uh, told you, can you imagine what they have that we don't know? We already know what we what we do know. We've seen every pretty much everything on that laptop. What about what we don't know? What about what is classified that we were never able to get a handle on? What was classified that was that we were never able to see? The house knows. And I did not expect them to go this hard, this quick. Oh, but you haven't even you haven't even begun, ladies and gentlemen, to see how hard that we're going at these uh, Democrats. And I honestly believe that the Republican Party, for better or for worse, MAGA or not, well, we'll say, we won't say or not. We'll just say, uh, excluding some of these hardcore rhinos, I truly believe that they were playing it down as much as they possibly could 
so that they could take the House. And I always told you the House was more important than the Senate because the House does the investigations. And ladies and gentlemen, it is on like Donkey Kong, okay? It is on like Donkey Kong. Okay, real quick, ladies and gentlemen. Real quick, we have to talk about December 7th because December 7th is coming really quick, really fast. It's going to be here before you know it. Um, somebody said they can't wait for the show to begin. I hope you're not talking about this one because this is uh, we're about 29 minutes in right now. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, um, December 7th is coming up and it's coming really fast. The end of the year is coming up and it's coming really fast. And most of you who watch this show are older than 55 and a lot of you are on Social Security and Medicare. So you're going to want to get a hold of Tim Gustafson, who is a LFA family member. More than likely, he's in the chat right now. You can also probably find his business right there on the American Strong Companies tab on Jeremy Harold. But if you're picking a Medicare plan, here's another big way. Okay, the COVID tax relief stuff gave you a lot of uh, a lot of relief. If you were a business owner, this is going to give you a lot of relief if you need to pick a Medicare plan. Okay, this is not go there and buy something. This is choose something that actually saves you thousands of dollars. And so many people in the chat will tell you that they're taking advantage of it. Go to insurity financial services.com. Get a hold of Tim, schedule an appointment with him now, enroll now, and let Tim pick a Medicare option, uh, Medicare plan for you that actually saves you money and you actually get something for, okay? Don't let a stranger do that for you. It's not in your best interest, okay? It's not in your best interest to do that. December 7th, ladies and gentlemen, December 7th. All right, moving on. All right, we've got to keep going. We've, got st- we've still got more good news. We've Actually, this whole show is going to be full of good news. And like I said, it's the news that you've wanted for so long, and you prayed for it, and it's here. And God promised you that you would see justice in your lifetimes, and it's starting. Ladies and gentlemen, you waited, and it was amazing. It was amazing, all right? Another prominent Democrat is also... Riding in that heading for the hills Jeep that Nancy Pelosi is going to be on very soon. And that is U.S. House, well, I should say ex-U.S. House Majority Leader, Representative Stoney Hoyer. I cannot stand this loser. Stoney Hoyer, can we bring him up on the screen so people, so people know what he looks like? Here he is, folks. There he is. You guys know him now. Look at that face. You know that face. You've heard that voice. You've heard that ridiculous come out, the ridiculousness come out of the hole in his face. Well, ladies and gentlemen, U.S. House Majority, ex-U.S. House Majority Leader, Representative Steny Hoyer, will step down from his leadership role as well after Republicans took control of the repre- uh, House of Representatives. Hoyer also says that he will remain in Congress after winning his election, but will not seek any more leadership roles. I've got to go to, and he'll back Hakeem Jeffries to lead the Democrats. We knew that was going to happen. Remember when we highlighted ha- uh, Hakeem Jeffries uh, and said that they wanted to make him Speaker of the House, and then Nancy ended up getting it, and they were always had this guy in the background, in the back wing? Well, Sten- Steny Hoyer said, I've decided to uh, to not seek an elected leadership role in the 118th Congress. Yeah, that's uh, him and Nancy are doing the same thing. They're coming out first saying, I'm not going to seek a leadership role. And then if they even make it to the end of their terms that they were elected for as a representative uh, for Congress, um, I don't think they're going to. I think they're both going to bounce. He says, I've decided to not seek elected leadership in the 118th Congress. It's time for me to continue my service in a different role. Like what? Like what? Growing cobwebs? I'm proud of the role I have played over the last four decades. Just those last two words right there. Four decades. Four decades? 
Unbelievable. Anyway, also heading for the hills. By the way, it's. It, it, I want to know. I want to note that Steny Hoyer is 83 years old, and Nancy Pelosi is 82 years old, and Joe Biden is 477 years old, and and who, who else is in there? Maxine Waters. I think she's 1,044. Um, what do you got? Uh, Elizabeth Warren, who's one 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 thousandth Indian. Uh, <laughs> What is she, one one-thousandth Indian? Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, these people are far too old. They're far too um, stupid uh, to continue. But they're uh, maybe they're smart enough to run. I don't know. But either way, ladies and gentlemen. Come on, man. <laughs> we did it. We did it, Joe. Ladies and gentlemen, the Dumb Dumb Award of the Day. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, goes to those Democrats who absolutely thought that they had the midterms wrapped up. That they thought they had the midterms absolutely uh uh, solid and that we wouldn't win. Uh, that's why I kept saying, why is everybody, why is everybody on TV saying that it was a huge, uh, like even DeSantis, like I love DeSantis. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love Ron DeSantis. But when he said, check the scoreboard, check the scorecard from last Tuesday, it's like, bruh, you won one state. Donald Trump's endorsements were like that night were like a hundred and, and, and a uh, hundred wins just that night, just in the midterms that night. You know what I mean? That's why when everybody's like, check the scoreboard, check the score. Look at the, Re- the Republicans lost. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Looks like we lost to me. Looks like we lost a lot. Yeah, right. And when Herschel Walker wins, we didn't even lose anything in the Senate. We're the same as we were. But we got the House and we got a southern border invasion uh, declared, which the National Guard are on their way. They were on their way down there today in Texas. Huh? We, we retired Nancy Pelosi, put her out to pasture. We got other prominent Democrats running for the hills. President Donald Trump inserted himself back on the battlefield. Come on. Are you kidding me? Yeah, we lost. All right. If that's losing, then I want to continue to keep losing. <laughs> if that's being a loser, then you know what? Keep calling me a loser and let me keep racking up the wins. Because the last time I heard you guys checking in. Oh, hi. Thanks for checking in. I'm still a piece of garbage. That's exactly right. Anyway. We're going to go to uh, we're going to go to um, to Jim Jordan real quick because Jim Jordan is also another pit bull who's been off let off the leash and also another pit bull who um, who's got his own little committee as he's getting ready to form his own little committee. We've also got Rand Paul and others who are going to be going after Tony Fauci. I mean, if this is not the Lord showing us justice in our lifetime, then I don't know what is now. I know ultimately I know ultimately justice would be these people rotting in Gitmo. I get that. But come on. They, I, it's funny because I'll see people be like, yes, but that's not enough. Nothing's going to happen. Well, can we say we won this part? We got to take some steps here. You know what I mean? We can't, go zero to, we can't go zero to winning as fast as I go from zero to angry. You know what I mean? Anyway, this is quite a lengthy video from Jim Jordan, ladies and gentlemen. But he slams the media, slams Democrats for labeling the Biden, uh, uh, the Hunter Biden story as Russian disinformation. And they're going after Hunter now. So you've got James Comer going after... Joe Biden, you got Jim Jordan going after Hunter Biden. It's just a matter of time before the uh, cackling jackal Kamala Harris gets wrapped up into this. I would just start with this question. What part of Mr. Comer's presentation was Russian disinformation? I mean, never forget what happened on October 19th, 2020, 15 days before the most important election we have in our country. Who's going to be the next president of the United States? 15 days before that, Mr. Brennan, Mr. Clapper and 49 other people signed a letter that said, the following. It is for these reasons that we write to say 
that the arrival on the U.S. political scene of emails purportedly belonging to Vice President, Bi- uh, Bi- Vice President Biden's son, Hunter, has all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. They further went on to say, we want to emphasize that we do not know if the emails provided to the New York Post are genuine or not, just that our experience makes us deeply suspicious that the Russian government played a significant role in this case. And of course, that letter became the pretext for suppressing this story, again, just days before the most important election we have in our country. So I would ask this, was J.P. Morgan's suspicious activity report to the Treasury Department, was that just a classic earmark of a Russian information operation? How about when Hunter Biden sent the email that Mr. Comer pointed to, sent the email asking for keys to his new office space, one for himself, one for President Biden, one for his uncle, Jim Biden, and one for the emissary for the chairman of the Chinese energy company, CFCC. Was that just Russian disinformation operation in place? What part of Mr. Comer's presentation prompted the FBI to go to Facebook and say, hey, 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 you want to be on the lookout? for Russian misinformation here this election season, what part of his presentation would prompt that? And I think it's also important to understand, never forget how this story has changed. I mean, think about this. When it started off, it was, no, it's not his laptop. It's not his laptop. Then it was, well, it's his laptop, but remember, it's Russian disinformation and no one did anything wrong. Then it was, well, maybe, maybe he did something wrong, but President Biden didn't know about it. And now it's, well, maybe President Biden knew about it and was involved, but it, it didn't influence his decisions. In fact, yesterday, there was a story in Politico which said that. The story in Politico yesterday investigating the investigators' dim strategist to launch counterpunch to House GOP. story in Politico yesterday, here's what I said in there. Quote, no evidence has publicly emerged that Joe Biden's decisions were affected by his son's business dealings. Wow, we, we, so we've went from it wasn't his laptop and it was Russian disinformation to, oh, whatever was in there didn't affect the president's business dealings, even though he was involved, even though the laptop was real, even though it wasn't disinformation. We've, that's how far we've come. So I think, that, that, I think there are all kinds of questions that need to be answered, and we're, we're determined to get there. Here's some of them that I have. Did the FBI brief Twitter as well? We know they briefed Facebook. We know that had an impact on the election. There's been surveys done where where thousands and thousands of voters across this country said it might have impacted their decision in the election in 2020. Did the FBI brief any of the 51 former intelligence officials who signed that letter? Again, that letter that became the pretext for suppressing this story. Who did the briefings? Who briefed Facebook? Here's a name that I think is interesting. Timothy Tebolt. So Mr. Tebolt, now remember, we just did a report two weeks ago, Judiciary Committee, a report that uh, talked about the political influence and the political shenanigans going on in our Justice Department based on 14 FBI agents who've come talk to our office as, as whistleblowers. One of those agents said, and this is a term he used, he said, at the highest levels of the FBI, specifically the Washington Field Office, he said it's rotted to the core. Not talking about rank and file agents. Rotted to good, the core. Thank you, Jim Jordan. I appreciate that man very, 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 very much. I don't agree with his support for Kevin McCoward, but I appreciate Jim Jordan. I think he's a great patriot, and I love Jim Jordan. And anybody who thinks he's a rhino is very, 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 very wrong. Now, before we move on, because we've got more, we've got more, ladies and gentlemen. We've got Josh Hawley coming up next, absolutely destroying the FBI. But I want to just tell you something, and I want you all to listen very closely. First of all, there's 4,000 people watching, and we don't even have 1,500 rumbles. That's unacceptable. LFA family, are you not the most engaged LF? Are you not the most engaged audience on Rumble? Huh? 
It's time to show Rumble what the LFA audience is really made of. All right? That's number one. Number two, does anybody know the story of Job? I mean, uh, does anybody understand, ladies and gentlemen, what Job went through because of the devil? Does anybody understand the connections between the story of Job and Donald J. Trump? Let me just kind of bring you through a very quick, uh, a very quick comparison here between the two. <clears throat> Job was a blessed man, and Job was ordained to do great things, and Job's faith in his family and in the Lord was unshakable, ladies and gentlemen. And, 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 and the devil went to God and said, hey, hey, this man that you think is so great and so unshakable, you let me have him for a little bit of time and let me do it with whatever I want to him and his family, and I'll show you how unshakable, I'll show you how shakable he is. He will lose his faith in you. We will beat him down. We will literally beat him down until he loses all of his stamina, till he loses all of his faith in the Lord, till he loses all of his strength, till he loses all of his determination, till he, until he loses all of his drive, and he beat him down, and he beat him down, and he took his family, and he took his life, and he took his money, and he took his, 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 his fields, and he took his houses, and he took his, uh, his sheep and his goats, and he took his herds of, uh, of animals, and he took his workers, he took everything, and then... And then when he still could not shake, when he still could not shake him to the point where he had beat him down, you know, January 6th committees, Russia, 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 impeachment, Mar-a-Lago, raids, lawsuits, blah, blah, blah. When he still couldn't beat him down, he went back to God again and he said, okay, all right, now let me, pain, pain will take it away from him. Let me actually inflict physical pain on him. And God said, okay, go ahead and inflict physical pain on him, but you can't kill him. So Job said, okay, I mean, so the devil said, okay, good, peace. Went back down to earth and started giving him sores, started giving him like leprosy and started causing physical pain on his body. And guess what? Still didn't waver, still was there. And you know what happened afterwards when he went through all that pain, when he went through all those trials and he went through all those tribulations and he had faith and he kept faith in his, uh, in, in, in the Lord, guess what happened? The Lord, nothing, they couldn't do anything to him anymore. The devil couldn't do anything to him anymore because the Lord gave him everything back tenfold. Gave him more kids. Gave him more homes. Gave him more um, more herds. Gave him more land. Gave him everything and lived out the rest of his life a very happy man who's seen generations and generations and generations to come. If you don't know the story of Job, I suggest you go read it because the comparisons to from Job and Donald Trump are very, very, very similar. He's gone through it and he keeps going through it. But guess what, ladies and gentlemen? Guess what? You know where we are in the story of Donald Trump and the comparisons to Job? No, Donald Trump is not going to be swallowed by a fish. I can tell you that right now. Donald Trump is not going to be swallowed by a fish. But where we are in that story is Donald Trump withstood the pain. He withstood the trials. He withstood the, the, the deep valleys. He withstood the attacks. He withstood it all. And guess what? He's still there. And he's still fighting. And his faith is still in the Lord. And his faith is still in this country. And in we the people. And there's nothing that they're going to be able to do to stop him anymore. Do you understand that? That is where we are in this story. Amen. Praise God. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I want to hear it. We've got a lot of stuff to clean up, and we're just getting started. As I said, we're going to go to Josh Hawley, who did a cleanup on aisle five with Christopher Ray, the FBI director. But before we do, we're going to be talking about cleaning things up, and that's EnviroCleanse, ladies and gentlemen. That is EnviroCleanse. Now, I've had some people say when they try to click over from our website that it, uh, it doesn't go anywhere. 
And uh, when it doesn't go anywhere, we put up this nice little thing that said a liberal must have messed with your post. <laughs> anyway, just go to envirocleanse.com. You can make payments on this. You can get a payment arrangement with them, okay? We're giving away two of them. My wife and I are buying two of them uh, for Christmas for people that we love very much who need these very, very, very much. And um, I got to tell you, folks, if you have asthma, if you have COPD, if you have any kind of breathing issues whatsoever, I know I push Field of Greens because it's great for one reason, but this this is great for another reason. This is an amazing, amazing little machine. It is the, uh, the filters do not need to be changed very often like other filters. It'll take every dust particle out of your house. It kills all cold and flu-causing germs by 85% in your home, and it will literally keep you healthy. Go to EnviroCleanse.com today, ladies and gentlemen, and use the promo code LFA and get yourself a nice discount for Christmas, okay? All right, let's go back to Josh Hawley. I told you this was going to be one of the greatest shows. Why? Because it's showing you the promise of God. It's showing you what God said. You will see justice in your lifetime. Amen? Let's go see Josh Hawley absolutely hold Christopher Ray, the director of the FBI, accountable about when he went to go raid Mar-a-Lago and when he went to go on vacation while they did it using the FBI and the United States government plane and not his own, uh, his own personal travel. I think the last time that I got to visit with you was back in August, August 4th of this year. You were at the Senate Judiciary Committee. You remember that, I assume. We had to cut that hearing short we were supposed to do two rounds of questions. You said you had to be somewhere, so we cut it short. Republicans were not able to ask a second round as we had been informed we would. The press reported shortly thereafter that the reason that the hearing had to be cut short is because you were flying on a Gulfstream jet for a personal vacation in the Adirondacks. Please tell me that's not accurate. Senator, the hearing was, cut was not cut short from my experience. We had agreed beforehand on the time and, and, uh, and length of it, and my, I was very surprised to find that the, any man on the committee was surprised. Uh, as to how I uh, fly, I am required, not only uh, permitted, but required to fly uh, on uh, an FBI plane wherever I go. That's so, so you were going on vacation? <laughs> I was, yes. <laughs> so you left a statutorily required oversight hearing in order to go on a personal vacation in the Adirondacks? I took a flight to go visit my family, uh, as had been previously arranged in conjunction no, no, with no. the leadership of the committee. The ranking member, Chuck Grassley, asked you during the hearing, he said, I assume you must have other business. You said, yes. He then said, if you have a business trip, you've got your own plane, can't it wait a while? He then said, Chuck Grassley, we only just heard half an hour ago that now you have to leave. We were going to have a seven-minute round followed by a three-minute round. I've got seven people on my side of the aisle, that included me, who are waiting for this additional round. Is there any reason we can't accommodate them for 21 minutes? And you said you had a plane to catch. You had somewhere to go. And now we find out it was for vacation? The, the reference to other business was not a reference to that day. It was a reference to the following week where Senator Grassley and I were going to see each other in Iowa when I had other business in Iowa, and I did, in fact, see him then. So, wait, you had to leave the hearing early because you, had, you were going to see him later in Iowa in a week? <laughs> no, I had to leave uh, when I said I was going to have to leave, as had been previously organized with the leadership of the <laughs> you, you left 
an oversight hearing before the Senate Judiciary Committee required by statute so you could vacation with your family. I find that absolutely unbelievable and frankly, indefensible. Now- Frankly, indefensible. And did you see Christopher Ray sitting there sweating bullets, ladies I'm and gentlemen? Did you see the bullets? Did you see the I'm bullets? Unbelievable. And I'm not oh, oh I by the way, we're just getting started. You know, Mike Crispy says, we're just getting started, ladies and gentlemen. Pro- producer Frankie, producer Frankie, pull that up. Producer Frankie, are you okay? Producer Frankie, you okay? Pull that up. Show the chat. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, we're just getting started right here on Unafraid. I love the energy of Mike Crispy. And by the way, as far as the fish thing, yes, Jonah got swallowed by a fish, not Job. I apologize for getting the fish part of that. But as far as the crushing him and taking everything he had, that was Job. Um, so what happens, says Lulu Red? Well, this is the beginning. This is the beginning of it all. This is what should have happened two years ago, but we just didn't get the chance to do it. And now we're, ta- we're picking right back up where we left off with a vengeance. You know when, a, when a, a drug addict quits doing drugs for a very long time, but then they do drugs again after like two years, and they come back on a rampage worse than they were when they left? That's the kind of comparison that I see we're, <laughs> the way we're going after these guys. You know what I'm saying? Josh Hawley was great. Josh Hawley was absolutely great for that. Mike has espresso for blood. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you're new to the show, thank you for joining in because I think we got some front page love, so that probably means we've got some new, jo- uh, new viewers. You're watching LFA TV. We have many, many hosts of this, uh, of this network, and uh, you can just go through all of our videos and watch all of them. You can go to LFATV.us, and you can be redirected to all of our shows there, and you can go to your Google and Apple uh, Play Stores and download LFA de- uh, space. TV. You can also get that on Roku and Fire Stick as well, so you can watch at home. So, whoo, we're just getting started, ain't we? We're just getting started. Okay. We're going to keep going, ladies and gentlemen, because speaking of cleaning things up, let's get to the chat real quick, actually. Let's go to the get. Let's, uh, producer Frankie, pull up that getter chat, that rumble chat real quick, producer Frankie. Oh, I love Mike Crispy's show. Anyway, there's the rumble chat, ladies and gentlemen. As you can see, we got 1,410 rumbles. Thank you very much. Love to watch them squirm, says Barb Naylor. Cocaine's a hell of a drug, says PA Cat Lady. Amen. Amen. Chevy, love Stu Peters, too. Yes, I love Stu Peters. I very much respect Stu, uh, Stu very much. Somebody took a bathroom break. Uh, Sundog says, I love you all. You are a wonderful family. I agree. I'm a crispy critter, says Miranda Dolan. So what do we got? We got crispy critters. We got loud crowd. We got Harold's homies. We got Perez's patriots. Uh, what else we got? We got Sabatino's soldiers. Or Sa- uh, Sabatino. A- 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 Antonio Sab- Sabato, not Sabatino, Sabato Jr., Sabato Soldiers. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, it's really, we're, we have a lot of fun here. We really do have a lot of fun here on LFA, even through the hard times, right? Even through the hard times, we keep a smile on our face and we keep moving. So uh, there's that rumble chat, ladies and gentlemen. Absolutely awesome. Thank you very much, Kong. I appreciate that. I miss Getter, said somebody. Well, you know, the only thing we're not doing on Getter is live streaming. But I understand that you miss it, and I apologize for that, okay? We're still going to be doing a lot more visions and a lot more um, uh, behind-the-scenes videos on Getter. And, of course, we, I use Getter as my, personal, um, as my personal social media since I don't have Facebook. So, thank you, Carla. I'm not giving you hope. God is. I'm just the, uh, I'm just the guy who screams behind the, behind the, uh, behind the camera. This show is fire, says Bonnie. Well, let's keep it going. All right. 
Speaking of cleaning up, all these lawsuits, I told you they were going to come out of Pennsylvania, Arizona, Nevada, Michigan over the midterm elections. Now, I want to tell you something, folks. The difference between the lawsuits this time and the lawsuits that were uh, filed in 2020 uh, after the election are, is this. This time, we are filing to decertify before the certification happens. So we're not, we're not really filing to decertify. We're filing to not certify. And that's the big difference. Remember what all these courts told us. You should have done this before we certified. Well, now we are. You don't really have standing because you're doing it after we certified. Well, now we're doing it before you certify. We're filing lawsuits not to certify, which will automatically put them on hold. And ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. It's a very different story. And we're going to go out to Carrie Lake because Carrie Lake is not only running an absolutely genius she not only ran an absolutely genius campaign, but she's doing something else that's just as genius. She's putting the victims of what happened on Front Street, meaning that she is showing the world, ladies and gentlemen, the victims of the people that are um, that got that got disenfranchised, that could not vote, that got turned away. Uh, let's go to this video. Let's do a side by side real quick. Okay, this is Carrie Lake's Instagram page. I want to show you a sped-up, time-lapsed uh, video of the, uh, of the people that were waiting in line to vote. This is unacceptable. Check this out. There's no sound in this. Look at that. Look at the lines of people that were waiting to vote. They did not let these people vote on purpose, folks. This is unacceptable. A line should never be this long to vote. Now, I want to tell you something else before I go to the next video, because she keeps putting the people that have actually been affected by this uh, on Front Street, on her Instagram, saying, I, am, I, am dis I have been disenfranchised, and this is all before certification. Now, I can tell you this. From what I hear, this is going to be a process. They're not going to be able to certify this, and, they're gonna, and lawsuits have been filed to stop Katie Hobbs from being able to certify this. This is going to, I have a feeling, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to say for sure because this is out of my control 100%. But I have a feeling Carrie Lake will be the Arizona governor. I have a feeling that's going to happen. I really, really do. And this just comes from extensive conversations that I've had with Wendy Rogers, extensive conversations that I've had with Ben Berkwam, and, and others right there in Arizona who are close to this, uh, Jordan Conradson. So I have a feeling, and I'm just going to keep that positive attitude. Look what it's already brought. Look at those prayers. How do they've already been answered? Um, let me, I want to just go, let's go back now to some of the people that she's putting right on her, on, on her page. Okay. This is, this is an amazing thing that she's doing. Let's go there now. Here we go. I live in Anthem, Arizona, where my polling precinct was at the Anthem outlets. I got there at 1130 to go and cast my vote. Um, I waited in a very long line with many people um, until 2:30 that afternoon during that oh sorry about that i'm sorry about that sorry about that you guys i i'm maria lynch I well live let's in just go Anthem, to another Arizona. one let's go to another one here here's another one i think she's got a ton of them on there my name's alfred lee i live in mesa arizona i'm a registered voter in maricopa county on election morning uh, november 8 2022 i went to vote in person at the local mormon church uh, got in line, they say they came out and said the printers were not working. Waited about 45 minutes to get in to an hour. Got in, filled out my ballot, went to scan it, and the scanners weren't working. Uh, not just for me, but for just about everybody else. Some people's went right through. They gave me a pen, told me to fill in the dark, dark in the corners of the black boxes it might go through. So I tried that, it didn't work. They put it in the 
uh, third in the slot in the blue bin and said that my vote would be counted later on that day. Then uh, a little while later, I got a, I went to look up uh, my vote. It said it had been counted. I don't see how that's possible, but um, that was my uh, that was my um, experience. With let's go to another one. Yeah, so I went to go vote um, in Pinal County, and my wife had no issue when she voted. Both times of the primary and uh, just a couple days ago when we went to go vote, um, they couldn't find my name in the system. They had to call somebody to verify me. The first time they just did a provisional ballot and just I had to write it out and that's write me in and then I was done. Um, this time they couldn't find me again. They told me that it was because I was still under our last address, which was still Maricopa County. So um, they just told me to fill out another provisional again. And then I had to drop it in this little like rectangle box. Um, but then at the same time, they told me I could re I could re-register too. So they had me re-register with my new address, but then at the same time do a provisional ballot. And that was it. So um, not sure what happened there. We tracked it and it got rejected. So I don't know what's going on. Hi, my name is Emily Weinberg and this is Jalen Topps. And he experienced voter fraud. Um, it started with us registering. We were at Sherry Mountain Community College and a girl stopped us and asked us if we would like to register. He obliged and he started writing down the different, um, like filling out the form to do it. And then it came down to party. And as soon as he put that he was um, with the Republican party, then the lady said, oh, are you sure that's right? And he was like, yeah, everything is right. We didn't think anything of it until we got to election day and only the federal only ballot got printed out. And um, we asked why. Federal why only there? ballot got printed out. Think about that. The federal only ballot. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So um, she's going to keep putting these videos up. And you know what these are? This this here. These are these are. These are affidavits. These are visual affidavits. Now, they'll have to sign an affidavit, obviously, but these are affidavits, and she's doing this before certification. She's doing this to show standing. They're going to do a full audit. By law, they're going to do a full audit, and I guarantee you, I guarantee you, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want to say I guarantee you, but I just I have a very strong feeling that Carrie Lake is going to come out on top of this. I just don't see I just don't see her giving up until the truth comes out. That's it. That's it. That's where I stand on that. And everybody somebody said, did everybody rumble this video? Somebody said that. Thank you very much for saying that. Now, we're going to we're just going to go from there because we got to go to Pennsylvania real quick. Earlier today, I touched on the Pennsylvania uh, lawsuit to stop the certification there as well. Pennsylvania election observers filed a complaint against the Delaware County Board of Elections after county officials took a detour on election night with the county's ballots and the V-drives into a closed building for six hours. Poll watchers were prevented from entering the building at that time. We talked about that earlier, right? The county also deleted 194 registrations, voter registrations, um, that were deleted after election day whose ballots were counted. Now, I want to pull up, if I can... I want to pull up the brief uh, that they filed. Let's see if I can uh, find this here. I have it saved somewhere so that I can pull it up quickly. Probably this is the best way I'm going to be able to do it. Okay, right here. All right, let's pull this brief up so that we can, we can look, through, look through this. Check this out. Here it is. Now, if you'll notice in this brief, uh, hold on. Let's get rid of the let's get rid of the lower banners there so the whole crowd so the whole audience can see that. Here we go. All right, so check this out. 
Uh, brief in support of plaintiff's emergency motion for temporary restraining order pending hearing for the preliminary injunction. Now, I want you to notice right here. Three, by deleting after election day at least 194 voter registration records of individuals whose mail-in ballots were counted in the voting totals, in the vote totals, excuse me, by adulterating the chain of custody, by detouring the election night journey of the county's physical ballots and V-drives for six hours into a closed building where poll watchers were prohibited from entering before continuing the delivery of centralized counting center at the Wharf Building Chester. Now, again, ladies and gentlemen, the difference is, we saw this in 2020 again. You're right, it is a repeat. The difference is, is our proactiveness, our being able to take what they told us two years ago, okay, to take what they told us two years ago and put it into action, and that's what we did. So when you say, oh, look, they're doing the same thing they did in 2020, you're right, they are doing the same thing they did in 2020, but they're not going to get the same outcome as they got in 2020, all right? Now, I know there's a lot going on in Michigan that I have not touched on. I know there's a lot going on in Nevada, but I only get an hour every time to do this, so I'm trying to give you as much information that I have that's pertinent as I possibly can. If I start talking about Michigan and Nevada, I really don't have anything new to tell you yet. So it'd be like beating a dead horse. Okay. Now, um, we're going to go, how much, how much more do we have here? All right. I've got, I've got two more videos and a quick story to tell you. So I'm, I'm keeping you a little late. I know that. And I do apologize. And I apologize to Eli as well, but I do got to get in our last sponsor of the evening, ladies and gentlemen. And by the way, If you're looking to uh, Christmas shop, don't Christmas shop with Amazon. I know it's easy. I know it's the way you do things. Don't Christmas shop on Walmart.com. We have 500 businesses on the American Strong Companies page. I don't get a dollar for those. Those are just people that put their own businesses on there. Go shop with them, okay? Shop with our sponsors. Buy the things that our sponsors have for other people. Can you imagine how great it would be to get somebody to drink Field of Greens? or to get them CBD, or to get them the stuff from Four Patriots. I mean, these are real presents, okay? These are long-lasting presents. This right here is a power generator that's solar-powered. This is a generator that is solar-powered. You only have to ask God for the sun to come up every day, and for the last, I don't know, ever, it has. So you don't have to worry about being out of electricity. You don't have to worry about powering this with gas. This is a solar power generator. And if you go to fourpatriots.com LFA, you get $500 off this bad boy. And... You can also use uh, promo code LFA for everything else on there, and you get 10% off, okay? Thank you, Halloween, for not minding that we go a little late. Hair2 says, can't shop, no money. I got you, brother. I get you. I get you. We're cutting down on Christmas this year, too. But I'm just saying for those who are, these are good places, okay? Um, All right. You're going to love these last few videos, so I'm glad you stuck around, ladies and gentlemen, because the mainstream media is having an absolute meltdown, as you can, you know, imagine. But they're having a meltdown over everything now. They know what's coming. They know what's coming. They know they're not going to be able to stop Trump, and they know we're all coming for everything they have. I want you to watch CBS host Margaret Brennan get absolutely shut down, shut down by uh, Minnesota Representative Tom Emmer uh, when, it, when, it comes to, uh, when it comes to his gun rights and when it comes to an ad that he played uh, showing that he's a Second Amendment lover and saying it's time to uh, retire Nancy Pelosi. And watch how triggered this CBS host gets. And watch what she says. You, she demands that he takes down the tweet, number one, just showing him shooting at a gun range. Just showing him shooting at a gun range. She demands he take down his tweet. Check this out. This is absolutely, 
amazing and ridiculous. That's what they're going to be voting. I know. On and I would love to talk about something other than people being worried for their lives. But unfortunately, that's where we are. I want to ask you about this when it comes to political violence. On your Twitter feed, you posted this video we're going to show just a few days ago where you're firing a gun and it says, enjoyed exercising my Second Amendment rights. Hashtag fire Pelosi. Why is there a gun in a political ad at all? It wasn't an ad. I was tweeting out something that I had just done. Hashtag fire Pelosi with a weapon. Well, now Wouldn't you're, a pink slip be more fitting if it's about firing her? It's interesting, Margaret. It's interesting, Margaret, that we're talking about this this morning. When a couple of years back, when a Bernie Sanders supporter shot Steve Scalise, which was horrendous, when a Bernie and Sanders supporter shot Steve Scalise, I never heard you weapons. or anyone else in the media trying to blame Democrats for what happened. Amen. We need to stay we focused on what we're all doing. We did extensive coverage of what happened to Ex- Steve Scalise. There's extensive Nobody news tried sir. to equate Democrats' rhetoric. People that I'm not say, talking about your rhetoric. I'm talking about what you posted. You're shooting same. a gun. Our viewers just saw it. Yeah, right. Hashtag fire Pelosi. Exercising our Second Amendment rights, having That's fun. That's not a debate about the Second Amendment. Yep. That's not a debate about the Second Amendment. Hashtag yes, fire Pelosi. Yes, yep. it is. I, I'm, Do you I'm running not the understand that that is suggestive to people who are oh, in a bad state Lanta. and in this current environment, how risky it is? As you're talking well, about I, the I importance of lowering the rhetoric. I disagree with Why you. Why do you leave that up? Again, I never saw anyone after Steve Scalise was shot by a I'm Bernie Sanders right supporter now, trying to equate, equate Democrat now. rhetoric with those actions. Please don't do that. that no, okay. Looking at your candidates, Republican candidates have spent more than $116 million on ads that mention Speaker Pelosi by name in this cycle. Oh. If this is about the issues, oh, what's the why don't you make it about the issues? Why oh. not depersonalize Nancy wants guns it? gone, idiot. It is absolutely about the issues. It's about the fact that we have double-digit inflation, you don't exploding, think- exploding cost of living. We've got a crime wave across this country that is In the direct moment, result. we are eight the days result. out. Don't you think this needs to change? Why not Again. pull some of these ads? Why not just delete your well, tweet? I'm sure, I'm sure people like to talk about anything but what the Democrats have done to this country, which, quite frankly, Frankly, is exploding cost of living a crime Obviously, wave in our this major was before cities. Before the midterm elections, but I thought that was wonderful, and I thought the fact that she said, "Yeah, you got gun, you got gun, yeah." Hey, Beverly, it's it's birth, it's Beverly's birthday, and what a better time to have a birthday than right now. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Beverly. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Beverly. God bless you. Boy, that girl was mad, huh? She was big mad. Woo-hoo! She was big mad, ladies and gentlemen. And somebody else who's big mad is Asa Hutchinson. Arkansas Governor Asa Hutchinson. Boy, he thinks he's all puffed up, right? He's... Asa Hutchinson actually thinks he's going to run against Donald J. Trump. Asa Hutchinson, he's a windbag. He's a whoopee cushion. If you sat on him, you would hear a fart. That is how much full of air this guy is. He's a fart bag. That is, <laughs> that's Asa Hutchinson. Asa fart bag Hutchinson. Asa, whip, Asa, Asa windbag Hutchinson, ladies and gentlemen. He thinks he's going to go against Donald Trump. And beat Donald Trump in a head-on race. How incredibly stupid. I think even CNN is like, what, you're going to go? Does that mean you're going to go <laughs> face Trump? Anyway, watch how fast these uh, idiot rhinos are turning on, uh, on the man, the myth, and the legend. I-, I wonder, what does a successful Republican candidate in 2024 look like to you? Fart bag. 
Uh, well, a successful candidate is uh, someone who addresses the problems that faces America. As you mentioned, I was in Iowa yesterday, and people are concerned about the rising costs, the excessive uh, government spending, and uh, they want uh, their lives back, their freedoms back, and that's the Republican message. And this last uh, midterm election was not a rejection of our ideas, it was a rejection of specific candidates that was not focused on the problems uh, of Americans. And so that's the candidates, those are the ones that can win. I agree with the Vice President, uh, there's going to be a number of alternatives uh, in 2024 to uh, uh, the former president's announcement. Look, Are you, you potentially want, oh, one sorry. of those alternatives? Uh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking at it, looking at it very seriously. Uh, after the midterm elections, it's more intense and it's an accelerated review. And after going to Iowa, uh, I'm encouraged that uh, a governor who's actually solved problems, who has a conservative, common sense approach, uh, can uh, draw support and uh, can be a good alternative. So I'm encouraged by it, probably looking at uh, January for a decision point. January is a decision point. There are a number of you, though, who are considering getting in in this race. We've been talking about it all week. Are you worried that a crowded Republican primary field might benefit Trump like it did in 2016, though? I think this is different than 2016. Uh, and if you look at 2016, uh, the crowded field uh, was a disadvantage. It allowed Trump to pick one uh, after the other and, and knock them out. Uh, I people understand who Donald Trump is today and his style. And I don't think there's going to be anything new uh, in his uh, approach. And so you got to be tough. My mama my, 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 my always said, my mama always said stupid is stupid does. I just kept running, Jenny. I just kept r r r running, and I'm going to be uh, standing up there against Donald Trump. Donald Trump will eat you for breakfast. Donald Trump would eat you for breakfast and pass you by brunch. What are you talking about? I, I hope I can run against him. I'm the water boy. I got a wooden spoon. <laughs> Donald Trump will eat you for breakfast and pass you by brunch. What are you talking about? Unbelievable. Please do. Please run, Asa Hutchinson. I can't wait to see that. I'm standing up here and I'm going to tell something to Donald Trump. Shut your mouth, boy. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'll just go right back down there and sit with my mama and have a box of chocolates. <laughs> anyway, let's end it with this, folks. The Washington Post has now come out after the midterm elections and said that Donald Trump had never had nuclear codes in Mar-a-Lago and that anything that Donald Trump did have, he did not uh, keep for any kind of nefarious reasons to leverage anything or to, to leverage anyone or to sell the documents. The Washington Post says that they finally admit that the FBI's raid was a political ploy. Let me read for you what they wrote. This is amazing. And I told you they were just going to drag Donald J. Trump's name through the mud through the midterms. And then you wouldn't hear about January 6th and you wouldn't hear about Mar-a-Lago and you wouldn't hear about Peekaboo James and you wouldn't hear about any of them, okay? A review by my agents and prosecutors found no discernible business interests in the Mar-a-Lago documents. People familiar with the matter said, the Post explains federal agents and prosecutors have come to believe 
that former President Donald J. Trump's motive for allegedly taking and keeping classified documents was largely his ego and a desire to hold on to materials as trophies or mementos, according to people familiar with the matter. FBI interviews with witnesses so far, the Post adds, citing their sources, also do not point to any nefarious effort by Donald Trump to leverage, sell, or use the government's uh, secrets in any way, shape, or form. Instead, the former president seemed motivated by more a basic desire not to give up what he believed was his property. Oh, the Washington Con Post says, and that's a great, hey, can we put up that rumble chat? Let's put up that rumble chat real quick because I just saw somebody say the Washington Con Post and I thought that was hilarious. We have 1,560 rumbles. I don't think we've ever hit 1,600 live. Can we hit 1,600? 43 Gators, thank you so very much. Good to see you. JL Jazz is in the building. Thank you very much. We need no longer, we need longer than an hour. Don't worry about going over. We're good, says Beanery. Amen. Hey, do you think that we can hit 1,600 before we end the show? I think we can. I think we can. I really do. I think we can do it. But ladies and gentlemen, I think we've had the most patriotic, wonderful week in 2022. Amen. More great things happened this week than we have had all together in 2022. How many of you all feel that way? I feel so patriotic right now. I feel like, I feel like, oh, hold on. You know what I feel like? I feel like a rock flag and eagle. Come on. Rock flag and eagle. That's right. I feel like a rock flag and eagle, ladies and gentlemen. I feel full of energy. I feel full of, ha- of stamina. And I just want to ask one question. By the way, whatever happened to Hunter? Where the hell is he? Where's Hunter? Where's Hunter, ladies and gentlemen? I have a feeling we're going to find him. And I have a feeling we're going to do a lot more than that. Anyway, please go to JeremyHerald.com. Sign up for the newsletter. Sign up for a Bible. Get, some, get a Bible in somebody's hands for Christmas. Listen to some great music like Rebirth of America and Live Free. Live free or die. Ain't nobody going to come and take my rides. Everybody put your hands in the sky. Oh, there's so many. Drain the swamp. Build the wall. Maga like a mofo. Are you kidding me? It goes on and on and on. And make sure, ladies and gentlemen, that if you can, become a one-time or monthly donor because this is a viewer-funded show. There are right ways and there are wrong ways, but there is only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. Keep your head up high because you're a child of God, and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I will see you guys in the morning, along with Antonio Sabato Jr., along with Loud Majority, along with Crispy Critters Mike Crispy, and along with Anna Perez. This is LFA TV, and we are just getting started. God bless you guys. Keep your families close. Keep a smile on your face. Keep spreading that gospel. Peace. Stop screaming that we first in America